1: Mesdames et Messieurs, merci d'avoir patienté et bienvenue à la conférence téléphonique concernant les résultats du quatrième trimestre de l'exercice 2020 de TC Transcontinental. Pendant la conférence, tous les participants seront en mode d'écoute seulement. Une période de questions suivra la présentation et les directives vous seront données à ce moment. Nous désirons vous rappeler que cette conférence est enregistrée aujourd'hui, le 10 décembre 2020. Welcome to the TC Transcontinental Fourth Quarter and Fiscal 2020 Results Conference Call. During the presentation, all participants will be in a listen only mode. Afterwards, we will conduct a question and answer session, and instructions will be provided at that time. As a reminder, this conference is being recorded today, December 10, 2020. I would now like to turn the conference over to Yann Lapointe, Director, Investor Relations. J'aimerais maintenant ceder la parole à Yann Lapointe, Director, Relations avec les Investisseurs. Monsieur Lapointe, please go
2: ahead. Thank you, Gabriel, and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to TC Transcontinental's fourth quarter and fiscal year 2020 results conference call. The press release and the MD&A with complete financial statements and related notes were issued earlier today and are available on our website at pc.pc. A replay of this conference call will also be available on our website under our Investor Relations section. We have with us today our President and Chief Executive Officer, François-Olivier, and our Chief Financial Officer, Donald Lecavalier. Before I turn the call over to management, I would like to specify that this conference call is intended for the financial community. Media are in listen-only mode and should contact Nathalie St-Jean, Senior Advisor, Corporate Communication, for more information or interview requests. Please be reminded that some of the financial measures discussed over the course of this conference call are non-IFRS. You can refer to the MDNA for a complete definition and reconciliation of such measures to IFRS. In addition, this conference call might also contain forward-looking statements. These statements are based on the current expectations of management and information available as of today, and they involve numerous risks and uncertainties, known and unknown. The risk, uncertainties, and other factors that could influence actual results are described in the fiscal twenty twenty annual MDNA and in the latest annual information form. With that, I would now like to turn the call over to our president and CEO,
3: François Pedigi. Thank you, Jan, and good afternoon, everyone. We delivered another excellent quarter ending our fiscal twenty twenty with a strong performance in all of our businesses. More than half of the year was impacted by COVID-19, and I'm proud to say that with our resilience, agility, and operational efficiency, not only did we pull through, but we are stronger than we were one year ago. How did we do that? First, we significantly improved the profitability of our packaging sector. Second, we demonstrated our ability to control our cost and print whatever the context. Third, we protected our free cash flow generation and significantly reduced our debt, keeping us in a solid financial position. Fourth, we launched a strategic plastic recycling business. And fifth, our media sector had a spectacular year it can build on. Let me review the highlights for the fourth quarter we were very pleased with our packaging results. We continued to see sustained customer demand for food and consumer products, driven in part by stay-at-home behavior. These products account for the majority of our portfolio and enabled us to offset the adverse effects of the pandemic and certain other markets. In terms of profitability, I mentioned last quarter the expected negative impact of resin pricing dynamics. Despite this impact, we, record, we recorded significantly higher profitability on a year-over-year basis, thanks to our operational efficiencies, better-than-expected synergies, and a favorable mix. I'm also proud to say that we delivered on our objectives in packaging for the full year. We evolved our portfolio to grow in markets where we have a strong competitive advantage. We grew our EBITDA by $20 million to $228 million, and this in spite of selling our paper packaging business $480 million US in January 2020. Organically, our EBITDA grew by 13%, quite an achievement. Our robust port- pro- R&D project portfolio continues to be a major focus and we are making significant investment in product development. Demand is growing for packaging that is recyclable, compostable, or has recycled content. This position us well, as our customers are increasingly turning to us as their sustainability partner. On that note, we recently announced a promising agreement with the Coca-Cola Company, which is using our newly launched shrink film containing 30% of post-consumer recycled plastic. We are proud to support the Coca-Cola company to make progress towards our shared sustainability objectives. We also continue to commercialize our compostable lidded and mother bag with major coffee brands across North America. Thanks to our recycling group, we continue to make headway in the circular economy for plastics by increasing our capabilities to provide a stable procurement of recycled resins. We are well positioned to benefit for the trends towards more sustainable products, a key component of our long-term growth in packaging. Our printing sector also had a very solid quarter, showing its resilience in spite of the pandemic. While we continue to see recovery in demand, we also further optimize our platform by reducing our overall costs. The gradual recovery of orders continued, albeit at a slower rate, and we now stand at around 80 to 85% of last year's volumes in line with the levels we communicated last quarter. That said, the crisis has resulted in a loss of revenue of more than 270 million for the past fiscal year. Turning to our flyer business in the quarter, we saw a gradual return to pre-pandemic levels from most of our customers. Despite the recent lockdown measures by government to prevent the spread of the virus, our volumes has been resilient so far, but we, may, we remain cautious regarding the potential impact of the second wave. As I've said before, direct promotion remains at the heart of retailers' strategies. We know that the flyer continues to drive both in-store and online retail traffic. Based on two recent surveys, flyers' readership remained steady throughout the crisis. This is a clear indication that it's still an effective marketing tool to bring value to retailers while supporting Canadian and household cost savings in these difficult times. In our print segment, a significant portion of our revenues now come from from verticals that are growing nicely, such as pre-media, book printing, and in-store marketing. We invested more than 10 million over the past year in our book printing platform to increase capacity and to improve manufacturing efficiency. This investment signals our confidence in the future of the North American book market. We are well positioned to benefit from this growth. Overall, I'm very proud of our print sector that has generated strong free cash flow and was able to maintain good margins. The fact that we now have about 25% of print revenues and growing segments is another reason why we remain confident in our ability to continue generating strong cash flow for our print sector for many years to come. Our media sector is another resilient business. We had an excellent quarter with a strong growth in profitability year over year. This was not only driven by four quarter seasonality, but also by innovation and adapting to the pandemic context. We continue to channel our effort into growing these assets, both organically and through future acquisitions. In conclusion, I want to leave you with a few messages. First, our 2020 results reflect the strength of our diversified business model in each of our sectors, combined with a strong execution and agility. Second, in packaging, our main engine of growth, we have successfully completed the integration of Cobras America, and we have more than delivered on our synergies. Our foundation is built, uh, our foundation to build a larger, more profitable packaging company is strong, and we are confident about delivering another solid year in fiscal 2021 third while it, it is too early to provide an outlook for print and the ongoing pandemic context we expect to see an improvement in volumes especially in the second half of fiscal 2021 as we cycle past the hardest hit quarters of fiscal 2020 and move towards a new normal fourth we are confident that our print and media sectors will both continue to provide fuel for our growth by generating significant cash flows in the years to come. Finally, with the strong results we delivered, combined with our solid financial position, we are optimistic about the coming years and remain committed on executing on our growth strategy. With that, I'll turn it over to Donal. Thank you, Francois, and good
0: afternoon. I will start by looking at the consolidated numbers. As expected, revenues in the quarter were down year over year. Like we saw in the previous quarters, the difference is mainly related to lower printing activities because of the impact of COVID-19 and the sale of the paper packaging business in January 2020. Consolidated adjusted EBITDA for the quarter was up by 5.5% versus last year mainly from higher margins in the packaging and media sectors. I'll provide more details on how we drove profitability improvements in the review of each sector. Interest expense declined as we reimbursed $375 million of debt earlier in the year, combined with lower interest rates. The tax rate was slightly higher than what, it was, what we have seen in previous quarters due to the non-recurring items, full-year tax rate was 25.9% in line with our items. Performance combined with lower interest expense led to adjust, adjusted net earnings of $0.83 cents per share for the quarter compared to $0.80 cents last year. Now, looking at the segment, once again, Our packaging sector led the way with a very strong quarter. While revenues were lower than last year, mainly because of the sale of the paper packaging operations. we saw strong organic growth in many food-related segments. This includes the introduction of a new product for the banana business in Latin America. This growth was upset by declines in non-food markets but we expect those to recover in fiscal 2021. For the full year, excluding the impact of the risen prices and the sale of the paper packaging business, the packaging sector generated positive organic revenue growth of about half a percent. As we mentioned last quarter, the lag in passing the risen price increases to customers impacted margins in the fourth quarter Despite this impact, we delivered an adjusted EBITDA margin of 16.9% versus 13.8% last year. The two main drivers of this large increase were an improved mix, especially following the sale of the paper packaging operations, and the fact that we exceeded targets for synergies and efficiency gains. In addition, IFRS 16 contributed 60 basis points to the improvement. Our print sector also had a strong quarter, giving the pandemic context. Revenues were down organically, mainly as a result of the pandemic, of the pandemic with a decline of 20% in line with our outlook. This is a big improvement from the 32% we saw in Q3. In November, volumes were around 80 to 85% of last year, but with the second wave, we remain cautious regarding the next few months. Looking at profitability, the significant reduction in our cost structure and the amounts received from the Government Canadian Emergency Wage Subsidy Program contributed to an adjusted EBITDA of $79.5 million for the sector. On a full year basis, excluding the subsidy, we delivered an adjusted EBITDA margin of 20%. I'm very proud of this achievement as it highlights our ability to align our cost structure in the print sector. I'm also proud that we continue to deliver strong free cash flow in spite of the pandemic impact. Our media business had an excellent fourth quarter much beyond, beyond the expected seasonality. Despite the sale of the specialty media assets towards the end of 2019, profitability increased in the quarter. Looking at the full year, our education books business turned challenge into business opportunities and added best performance in over 10 years. Turning to cash flow from operating activities we had a good quarter with 102 million dollars bringing the full year total to 427 million dollars in line with 2019. these cash flows combined with the proceeds from the sale of the paper packaging operations allowed us to repay 375 million dollars of debt in addition we invested $98 million in capex mainly in ca- packaging which will drive our future growth. We also distributed 78 million in dividends. This reduction in our debt, combined with the higher adjusted EBITDA, contributed to bringing down our net debt ratio to 1.9 times. If we were to exclude the impact of IFRS 16, the ratio will be at 1.6 times. This is a very significant achievement since we were at 2.5 times at the end of last year. Furthermore, at the end of the quarter, we had a total of $674 million of available liquidity. The stronger financial position and our ability to generate stable, solid cash flow provide us with flexibility in terms of capital allocation, including capturing growth opportunities. I'm encouraged by the strong results and I'm optimistic for the future given the strong foundation we have built. Now for our 2021 outlook. In print, as volumes continue to recover, revenues in the second half of 2021 should be higher than those for the same period in 2020. In terms of profitability, excluding the impact of the Canadian Wage Subsidy Program, Adjusted EBITDA should grow as well for the second half of fiscal 2021. In packaging, excluding the impact of the risen price, we should generate organic growth, especially in the first half of the year. At the EBITDA level, the increases in risen prices we saw in the last seven months should have a negative impact in the first quarter of 2021, but once again, this impact should be more than offset by efficiency gains, mix, and synergies. Once the lag effect is over, higher resin prices will increase revenues with no significant negative impact on EBITDA dollar amount, therefore, only impacting margins. Media should have another solid year in 2021, but not enough to offset corporate costs of around $30 million. Assuming no change in interest rates, our financial expenses should continue to decline in line with the reduction in our debt levels. On that note, we we reimbursed 62.5 million U.S. dollars of term loans after the end of Q4. Our effective tax rate should continue to be in the mid-20s range. In terms of the use of cash for the year, you can assume CapEx coming in around $100 million. As for the cash taxes, you can assume around $50 million. On that note, we will now proceed with the question
3: period.
1: Merci. Mesdames et Messieurs, nous allons maintenant procéder à la période de questions et réponses. Si vous avez une question, veuillez appuyer sur les touches étoiles suivies du 1 sur votre téléphone à clavier. Une tonalité se fera entendre. Confirmant votre demande. Les questions seront prises dans l'ordre qu'elles ont, auront été acheminées. Veuillez également vous assurer de décrocher le receptor de votre téléphone si vous utilisez la fonction main libre avant de payer sur les touches. Un moment, s'il vous plaît, pour la première question. Thank you. One moment, please. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now conduct the question and answer session. If you have a question, press, please press a star followed by one on your touchstone phone. You will hear a tone acknowledging your request and your questions will be polled in the order they are received. Please ensure you lift the handset if you are using speakerphone before pressing any keys. One moment, please, for your first question. La première question vient de la ligne de Adam Shine de National Bank Financial. Your first question will come from the line of Adam Shine of National Bank Financial. Please go ahead.
4: Thanks a lot. Good afternoon. Um, so once again, uh, first of all, good results, as you alluded to. Maybe a question or two on uh, packaging to start with. Can you, As you look ahead to fiscal 2021, you've already talked to you know, some of the outlook, but maybe you can talk to some of the moving pieces, pluses or minuses. I think previously you've talked about potentially, you know, growth maybe in the 2 to 3% sort of organic growth range. Um, so with, within that 2 to 3% range, if indeed that still holds, does that actually include resin, which I think provides you with a bit of a tailwind wind um, in the context of where pricing is going? And then maybe, um, you know, while, you, while you're answering that, I'll leave a quick one for uh, um, for your colleague, in terms of the organic growth x resin for the year in packaging was 0.5%. Maybe Donnell can just tell us um, if uh, or or what the Q4 number was. Maybe it's the same, but uh, just want clarity on that. Okay, thanks. Yeah,
3: in terms of the organic growth, uh, we're we're uh, sticking to what we said at the end of Q3. We expect 2021 to be. Uh, 2-3%. Uh, you know, we had a tough comp in Q4, uh, and I'm very pleased uh, with the results of Q4, and Lunal could share them with you. But uh, uh, having said that, last year, uh, our Q1 was not that good, so we expect to, uh, to have a good start in organic growth in Q1. Uh, and Lunal mentioned it in his prepared uh, remark, uh, we expect to be stronger on organic growth uh, in the first six months. Again, uh, the last six months have been pretty strong for us. So tougher comps, but uh, when it's all said and done, we believe we will be uh, between the two-three uh, percent. We'll be closer to the three if the industrial business is, uh, is coming back. You know, like the part of our portfolio that is affected by negatively by COVID. Uh, that should help us if, when it starts to, 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 to come back in, in, a, in a nicer way. And uh, But we believe that the verticals of food uh, that, that are strong are, are going to remain strong. And these numbers don't include any resin movement. So it, obviously, if the resin price go up, we will do more than 2-3%. If resin price goes down, we'll do less. But... Uh, I believe that we'll be in a position next year to give you the organic growth net of the resin uh movement, so it's two three percent we're expecting uh net you know excluding res- resin price movement and I will let it when so I'll answer your your other question Thank you francois and Adam
0: for q four was uh, slightly negative if you exclude resin price
4: okay, thank you and maybe francois just one other one you know you touched on. Uh, the printing trend, you know, being in that 80, 85% zone, which was pretty much as you had telegraphed back in Q3. Can you speak to, you know, uh, any particular movements by customers? I mean, notwithstanding or acknowledging, frankly, you know, some of the restrictive measures that are upon us uh, and maybe brewing uh, as we work through your Q1. um, You know, are, are we still seeing, as you said, resilience, you know, in terms of the volumes, but are there any particular moves being made? plus or minus by any of the customers, key customers?
3: Oh, uh, but before I answer the print, I, I will complete your answer on packaging to wrap up the year. Like this quarter was negative 0.3% net of all the resin and all the disposal of assets. But uh, I'm pretty happy that for the overall year, if you, if you exit the... Uh, the paper business and the negative impact it had on us for a couple of months early in the year. And you net, you exit the resin price movement. We finished a year at 0.5 positive. So that, that's what we had said early on. We were hoping for, you know, neutral to plus one this year. So we just, that did just that in packaging. So I'm quite pleased about that. Uh, and printing uh, very, very similar. We were hoping to be frank with you to, to having this momentum of uh, moving from minus 20 that we were in Q4 and we were at minus 15 in October. So we were hoping to, to head towards the minus 10, you know, minus 8, uh, because there's still an impact of COVID. But with the second wave uh, in Canada, with the numbers that we all see every day, uh, I think we're going to stay in, uh, in the zone where we're at, the minus 20, and if the virus continue to to spread uh, further, you know, we might go back to minus 25 and all that. So from what we had hoped for, uh, Q1 is going to be a little bit less uh, less busy than what we had anticipated. Uh, the main reason is that, you know, uh, a lot of our customers in retail, for example, they're, you know, for the most part, all of our customers are, are still using the flyers to communicate with the consumer. But uh, a lot of our customer uh, especially the non-food customer have uh, supply chain issue you know they're not even sure how much stuff they will receive from what they have ordered so it's very dangerous for them to put uh things in promotion if they cannot fulfill uh, you know the demand so uh, it, it has an impact on us on on reduced page count because uh, a lot of our customer are are afraid to to advertise too much because they're not sure they're going to get the goods so these are some of the trends that uh, that have ne- negative impact on us because of the COVID. Some uh, provinces uh, have, have went down to more serious lockdown that have certainly an impact on retail. So that, that's why we remain very cautious for the first uh, six months of the year. And you have to remember, Adam, we're going to compare in the first five months with non-COVID months last year, and we fully expect... November to March this year to be uh, impacted by COVID. After that, it's going to be the other way around. We believe that things are going to, you know, probably get better. Uh, And then we're going to compare for the last seven months of the year with with numbers that were heavily impacted by COVID. You know, minus 50 in April and minus 32 in in Q3 and minus Q20 and Q4. So we're we're pretty sure that we're going to do a lot better for the rest of the year uh, but uh, it's going to be slower than what we had hope for in the next three to five months that would be my guess
4: great no thanks for that detail appreciate it my question question
1: your next question will come from the line of mark neville of scotia bay please go ahead
5: hey good afternoon guys i i'll echo those comments uh, very good quarter um, if i could ask the, just the first question the agreement with coca-cola uh, François, I'm just curious, what territory that covers, and you know, I think it's for a sparkling water product. But is there a chance or a possibility that it grows um, to a water, uh, a wider sort of product base?
3: Yeah, we we both decided to go. Uh, well, this brand is this was a new brand for Coca-Cola and sparkling water, a brand called AHA. It's been launched in various parts of the U.S. I think mainly the South. East. Uh, I don't recall all the states where it was the initial launch, but this is a new product, and uh, and um, our, our innovation that we had brought to to Coca-Cola fit well with that brand. And uh, it was the you know the volume is obviously a lot less than if we would do that for uh, for the cases of a uh, 24 and 36 pack of Coca-Cola across the United States. So. Uh, this, we both see it as, as a test. A test has been very successful in terms of uh, you know, the product doing what it's supposed to do and then running very, very well and very, very fast on their line. So uh, no issue there. Um, but obviously, vote for us in Coca-Cola, we hope to, uh, to deploy that product to, uh, to, to, to bigger uh, other brands and, and bigger volume. But we'll do it uh, step by step. and and we're innovating and, and learning together, uh, but it's going very well and uh, we're, we're quite pleased about how things are going at the moment with this uh, product introduction.
5: And for the for the co-product, are they using a recycled uh, packaging now or is this sort of their first, um, first test, their first trial? I don't know if you can comment on it, but just curious.
3: Yeah, no, we, we did the trial, uh, you know, in the last, you know, we've been working on this for six to eight months and the product was launched about a month ago. So it's, it's commercial, it's in the market. And this brand has been launched with, uh, with the new product and this product, uh, content, uh, contained 30% of, uh, ocean bound, uh, resin, which is plastic that is, uh, that is picked up, uh, you know, near, near the beaches and near the ocean. And, uh, this is our, uh, this is the product we manufacture for them, and, and we have other uh, blends or other innovation that we will probably introduce uh, with, with them and other customers around the, the shrink market. So.
5: Okay. Um, then I'll just a, a couple of points of clarification. Just in the guidance. Um, so for the print, you're saying sort of x subsidy it grows. So when maths, right? You're around 220 million. That's sort of the of adjusted EBITDA for Fiscal 20? That's sort of the, the baseline you're referring to when you're talking about growing next year?
3: Yes. Yes, yes, okay. if you factor out the Canadian wage subsidy, that's the basis. And uh, what we're saying is we, uh, our call is that we're going to do better than that next year. We, we, uh, we're going to grow in the second half of the year. And that's why we, we think that both from a sales standpoint and the EBITDA standpoint that we will do better next year.
5: Yeah, okay. And again, in the packaging, it's really, I guess, two, two and a half months of the paper and uh, packaging business that you're lapping, and then you sort of grow from their ex resins right? That's communication? Yeah,
3: That's
5: exactly okay. that. Yeah,
3: And it was like two and a half months, yeah. And then if you look okay. at our uh, md you will have the sales number and give it the contribution, uh, I believe.
5: Okay. Okay. Maybe just one last one. Just, just thoughts around M&A. Um, you know, I guess it was a difficult year to do proper diligence, not being able to travel a distance. I'm just sort of curious where you're at and your thoughts around, around that. Thanks.
3: Uh, you know, I could say that, that, uh, we, even though we can travel, we, we were very active in reviewing a lot of files. Uh, there's been some transaction and, uh, and all the, uh, space where we operate, uh, but, uh we we, uh, we we you know we have the balance sheets to be more active now that we're below two times you know uh, you know at 1.6 times excluding the FRS this is how I used to look at it uh, we believe that we could be more active uh, do not mention it on the call we have about 684 million of liquidity uh, right now so uh, we think that we have opportunities to do uh talking acquisition uh, both in media and print uh, to continue to to change their portfolio. I mean not a lot of people give a lot of attention to all these small deals uh, but they're adding up and they're changing the mix of the print sector. so a lot of people think about transcontinental printing from for what it was fifteen years ago. I can tell you it's very different and it'll be very different a year from now and be very different uh, two years from now. so we you know, I, I mention it because when people think about M&A for TC, they only think packaging. But we have a lot of opportunities to grow our, our media portfolio, that performed quite nicely this year. We have some opportunity to continue to grow uh, in our growth sector and, and print, and we also have opportunities in, uh, in North America and South America uh, to continue to do M&A, uh, you know, and packaging. Needs to be the right fit at the right price, but uh, we we just brought in a new leader uh, uh, to uh, to head the M&A uh, you know function. Uh, he'll be working with me, and uh, so yes, it's it's very much uh, at the heart of our strategy to do M&A uh, in the months and years to come.
1: Okay, thank you. Your next question will come from
6: a line of Paul Belenke of TD Securities. Please go ahead. Uh, thank you. Good afternoon. I, I hope you're all keeping well. Um, maybe just following on that last question and uh, the quarter of the print business that's now coming from growth verticals, what is your uh, sort of growth expectation on an organic basis for those those parts of the print business moving forward? Um, what What sort of Growth trajectory? Should we expect for those um, growth verticals uh, in the coming years?
3: Well, there's three. There's three parts uh, that represent 25%. Uh, there's the POP uh, that we are now close to 150 million. We made it public that we believe that we have a plan uh, to take it uh, as quickly as we can to 250 through organic growth that we're enjoying right now. And this organic growth is north of 10%. We're expecting to grow this business, you know, double-digit uh, every year with, with the uh, portfolio of products that we now have, because we used to have a, a certain type of POP business, and uh, and then we acquired companies with other types of uh, of, uh, of products and offering, and uh, and now we're you know we're offering to our whole customer the new. Uh, Products and we're offering to the new customer our OTC products. So we, we have a lot more ability uh, to grow organically, and we don't really need to look for the customer. We just have to look at uh, at our customer roster and offer our full uh, offering, and uh, and uh, it's it's working. And we just picked up a three million dollar order with one of our largest uh, customer on on stuff that we couldn't do. Uh, before we bought uh, Artisan and Alan Crosby, so this part of the, of the portfolio, we, we expect double-digit organic growth, and we intend to continue to make M&A. We have opportunities to, to fulfill that vision. So, in uh, years or months to come, you should expect us to grow from 150 to 250 there. So that that's a lot of growth if you if you put in the M&A. and uh, the book segment, you know we we expect you know single-digit growth. Oh, if you want a number, uh, 5% would be would be the number. And, uh, and pre-media, 5 to 10% is, is probably uh, possible. Maybe some years it'll be dub- double digits. Some years it'll be closer to 2%, two, two, 3% because this business tends to come uh, in, in bigger chunk. Uh, but again, we, we are offering new services and uh, around creating content for e-commerce and for... Um, for, for the web, uh, so this is actually growing uh, quite quite good with uh, with our customers. So this is our expectation. So go- globally, this twenty five percent. I've not made the calculation, but if you factoring M and A in there, it's going to be double digit growth.
6: Uh, it's very helpful um, and. Now, you've had a number of plant closures recently uh, in your print business, another one uh, underway here in Winnipeg. Um, and a couple of those facilities are company-owned. Uh, I'm wondering if you have any plans for asset sales for those facilities that you owned or what you plan to do uh, with those assets.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it, it's been happening. If you look how much real estate we sold over the last, 10 years, I, I don't have the number, but it, it would be impressive. Uh, and it, it goes under the radar screen, but uh, yeah, we, we don't, uh, we've, we've repurposed some of our, our building around packaging, uh, like we've put in a packaging plant and, uh, and the La Praise building, for example, we are doing uh, a lot of synergies, moving five POP building into our former Brampton plant, but for the most part, uh, we are selling those buildings and, uh, you know, a real estate market is pretty good in Canada. I can tell you that and I'm often blown away of how much money uh, our plants work in the market. Uh, and then there's an underlying value. And when we look at what TC printing is printing at, if you just look at the value of the real estate we own in cities like Vancouver Calgary, Toronto, and, uh, and Montreal, uh, the, the market value of, of those assets, uh, those buildings are, are certainly not priced uh, and, are, <laughs> and are multiple. Uh, so, yes, w- once we get rid you know, we, we have to shut down the plant, we will sell. Like, the Winnipeg plant is on the market. Um, you know, there, there's a few on, in the market, and then we're selling them, yes
6: okay great um, maybe one more for me um, you were one of the first signatories of the Ellen MacArthur pledge um, I'm wondering if you could provide an update on where you currently stand relative to those targets you had set out um, and your confidence in achieving those 2025 targets um, just you know uh, the annual um, Ellen MacArthur report has been put out and, and it looks like there's a lot uh, of work still to be done by most of the industry, so you know maybe if you could just touch on that a little bit.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, we've we've made uh, a few commitments. Uh, one of the uh, important one uh, it was two main ones. One is to was to make all of the flexible packaging that we produce fully recyclable by 2025. Uh, we are making some good progress, obviously, in order to get that done. We will need to uh, invest probably in some new technology, work with our supplier, uh, but we are progressing well. Uh, and I'm, I'm quite encouraged because uh, us and a lot of our competitor have, met, have made some good inroads and in, uh, products that I felt was gonna be very difficult for us to, to make recyclable around a high barrier package that I have uh, you know, multiple layers of plastic included in there, which make it very difficult to recycle them. But uh, as an industry, I think we came up with a lot of good ideas that are uh, that are going to be implemented in the years to come. So I feel pretty good about uh, about our ability to get that done for 2025. And the other uh, pledge that we made was to in- in- incorporate 10% of recycled resin. and and, and everything that we do, uh, which means creating a market for plastic waste so that plastic doesn't become waste but is, you know, re-put into the system. And in order to, you know, to create a circular economy, you need to create a package that will, uh, you know, uh, use waste. A good example is, uh, you know, like uh, what we talked about earlier at Coca-Cola. Now this package is made... Thirty percent with waste, um, and then if we cre- if we move, you know, a large chunk of our of our shrink business, we're going to create a huge market for uh, for 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 waste, uh, and then we have a lot of uh, verticals where we are testing and introducing products at the moment and various verticals to our customers, and we're testing them to see if they are you know, uh, uh, having the same uh, runnability on their line, the same uh, resistance. Uh, and so far, I'm quite pleased uh, by the progress. Uh, so I, I think we will probably surpass this, this 10% by, uh, by 2025. Uh, that would be my guess. So, yes, we are progressing very well uh, as DC. And I must say, as an industry, I mean, we're not alone. Uh, our competitors are also moving in that direction and our customers are want to move in that direction. So I think we're all aligned. We have similar goals as an industry and I think the industry, if we are, you know, if we, if, if we, uh, if we have the time and if we work in partnership with the you know, various government authority in North America, I think we could create that circular economy for plastic.
1: Question. Your next question will come from the line of Drew McReynolds, RBC. Please go ahead.
7: Uh, thanks very much. Uh, good afternoon. First, uh, Francois, for you a clarification. When you were going through the uh, the three drivers of that twenty five percent of printing that is growing on the pre media side, what what was your expected growth rate range? I, I, I missed that.
3: Uh, probably a little bit, you know, north of the 5%, between 5 and 10, and I said that it's not like a, you know, you, you, you usually win big chunk or big contract if, 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 you know, customers are moving you their their studio work or their photo work or their e-commerce work, then you, you, you tend to pick up large chunk at the time. Um, so, yeah, it could be more than, uh, than that a year and lower than that, but globally, I think we could.
7: Okay, super, thank you for that. Um, just shifting to packaging margin. initially, when I saw the strong quarter here in Q4, I thought you know maybe some of the the resin dynamic that you had communicated last quarter may, may have gotten shifted into Q1, but it sounds like you, you got hit, but we're certainly you know able to to, to manage that impact is Is that a, a better characterization as as opposed to kind of shifting this timing wise into Q1?
0: Yeah, you're right. We were, uh, we were definitely hit on, in Q4, as we, uh, as we uh, said it at the end of Q3. Remember, we said that we had a strong push in Q3, and we were expected to have actually the reverse in Q4, and, uh, and the amount was important. So that shows that, uh, as I said in my opening remarks, that uh, all the efficiencies, the mix, and uh, some of the synergies that we're still capturing were very strong also Q4
7: okay great um and then as we look for packaging margins in a fiscal 2020 you, you you know said said for a number of quarters now 16 to 17 percent post ifrs 16 is is where you you kind of wish to land uh uh if, if you're able to do you know maybe a little bit better than that is that an opportunity for you to make some kind of reinvestment in the business um, are you kind of focused on on optimizing margin or, or, you know, do you have kind of a pipeline of reinvestment uh, uh, that you, you know, you could make in the next couple of years?
3: Well, uh, well, let Donal answer for the, for the margin, but uh, I I think I said it last quarter and uh, I don't think it changed and we don't want to change that. So we basically said, to a question, we add that the new normal is 16, and the new normal is 16, and uh, and that's what we believe we uh, we are striving to again net of the resin impact. Some quarter could be less, could be more based on the resin, but that's where we feel we're at, which is uh, you know a year a year ahead of the target we had set for ourselves when we bought Covis. In terms of reinvesting in the business, like donald said it. This year we invested a hundred million dollar in capital, and most of it went to packaging. And next year we're investing a hundred million, and most of it is going to packaging. So for sure, <laughs> we are reinvesting in the business. If you look at our sales in Canadian dollar, being about one point three, that's 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 a you know a high percentage of our revenue uh, being put in new uh, investment. And uh, certainly when we Said earlier that we will grow uh, revenue two three percent organically next year, which is our goal. A lot of that is supported by investment that we've made this year that are going to come online next year. New equipment, new extrusion, new presses, new technology, new products uh, are certainly the backbone of our organic growth uh, story. So yes, we are. We've been investing. it, but it's it's already the base for our growth in 2021. And and maybe uh, to add on on Francois'
0: answers regarding the margins, uh, one thing to consider is that uh, obviously RISM will, uh, and we hear right now that there might be some more increases, so um, obviously we'll have, as I said, an impact in Q1 on the EBITDA level, but also you understand that uh, it plays a role also on the margin, even though if we... Do some pass-through with clients; it will have an impact because it 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 sure. increases the top line at the same time. And maybe uh, regarding um, you know the objects, if we we all, it's part of our DNA to always work for better margin. But also, what we have said at the time is that the third year of the plan, we will see uh, margin extension might come also with with organic growth. And this is why we've worked up in with the two or three percent organic growth that we said earlier. That that might be helpful also to play with the margin.
7: Yeah, okay, got it. Uh, Thank you for that. And uh, one last one uh, for me, maybe for you, Donnell, on the government subsidies, uh, in terms of the programs kind of that are left here that could could benefit you. Is there any thing that still cycles through here in your fiscal uh, Q1, uh, and maybe potentially, you know, into calendar 2021?
0: Uh, uh, yes, there will be some in Q1, uh, definitely less than what we had in Q4. Uh, it's hard for me because there's no, um, nothing has been published yet for uh, January 21 regarding the formula, and it's not a steady formula since the program has started. It changed over the months, and uh, nothing has been announced so far for, for January 2021. 20, uh, but we still, uh, you know, in the, last, in the first two months of our fir- uh, first quarter, we will receive some uh, but I would say overall, it's probably, I will say that the max might be around 50% of what we had in Q4, so it's definitely going down.
7: Okay, super. Uh, that's it for me, and uh, great uh, great performance this quarter.
3: Thank you, Drew.
1: Mesdames et Monsieur, encore une fois, si vous avez des questions supplémentaires, veuillez s'il vous plaît appuyer sur les touches étoile 1. Si vous utilisez la fonction main libre, veuillez décrocher le récepteur avant d'appuyer sur les touches. Ladies and gentlemen, if there are any additional questions at this time, please press star followed by one. As a reminder, if you're using a speakerphone, please lift the handset before pressing keys. Your next question will come from the line of David McFadden of CoreMark Securities. Please go ahead.
8: Oh, hi. Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask, uh, I guess, a hypothetical question. Um, assuming, you know, the world recovers from COVID, which hopefully is soon with these uh, vaccines out there on the market now, um, do you think it's realistic that on the printing side of the business,
4: uh, you
8: would get back to what you uh, did in 2019, which was about 268 million of EBITDA. And I was just wondering, it maybe even be higher, if, given all the cost synergies you guys have realized, any comment on that?
3: Yeah, well, it's, uh you know, it's very hard for us to predict uh, the end of the pandemic, and uh, we all think that there will be some uh, economic boom or when people are going to be allowed to to go out and and to shop and to go to the store freely and and do things. Uh, we we think that, you know, you know, we as a country uh, we will enjoy some economic recovery. Like for sure, print will is is heavily is tied to to this. Um you know, is it possible we go back to where we were in 19 and it's possible, but it would need a a, 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 a quick recovery. I mean we, we if the recovery is is, a, is in, uh, is in uh, August or September, then we will enjoy the recovery for for two months, you know in a year so we, we can't we can't go back to to what we had uh, in 2019. you have to understand that 19 was a year without, without any COVID. Uh, so it's pretty hard for me to answer your question, and I would not like to answer it because it, it's hard to predict what's going to be the, uh, the strength of the economic recovery, what's going to be the new normal for print. Uh, it, it, it's hard to say, uh, you know, is everybody going to come back uh, to, to, to the level that they were in 19? We, we know that in some verticals, like magazines, we, we don't believe it'll be the case. We think that it'll be uh, it'll be much uh, a much smaller industry. Uh, fortunately for TC, that was not a big part of our business. Uh, we think that the newspaper industry will do probably better in the long term than what people think because they they are starting to receive some of uh, the support that's been promised to them by various uh, government uh, authorities. So they are starting to benefit from. Uh, from some support, and I think that'll help that industry remain, uh, you know, in, in, in better shape than most people think. And uh, so it, it's hard to predict. But what what we've said, and that what I could uh, could see for next year is, you know, last year we did 220, and uh, without uh, any uh, wage subsidy impact, and uh, we believe that we are in a position to do better. Not uh, how much, then it's. It depends (laughs) on the pandemic. After that, um, what's the new normal? It's very hard for me to sit here and and try to make a pronostic about that.
8: Okay, I think the – well, I I was talking on an annual basis. I was just saying, like, hypothetically, assuming you get a full year with things back to normal. Um, In terms of the CEWS, I think in the fourth quarter was – about well, 14.5 million. I, I don't think you provided the breakdown in the MDA between packaging and printing. Could, could you give us that?
3: The largest part was in printing, uh, probably 90%. Nine, yeah. 90.
8: And would would it similar be 90% for the full year? It must be right if you're talking about a baseline either of 220 X CWS, right?
3: Yes, we we could take that offline. We have all those numbers, but the bulk of the money we receive is for the the print uh, sector. Yeah. Yeah.
8: Okay. Okay. And just just on M and A, I mean, um, uh, I was just wondering, you, you know, are you, are you looking at any targets now that you could actually act upon, or it's, or it's still just too early right now?
3: Well, we we never commented on uh, on on M&E where we're at, but what I can tell you is like what I've said before: three verticals, media, print, and uh, and packaging. Uh, we did uh, look at file in the last couple of months, and there there's stuff that uh, that we're there's always stuff we're working on. If you if you look at Transcontinental for the past 10 years terms of buying and selling company, I think our average number of transactions is probably north of six a year. So uh, so yes, we will do uh, movement in our portfolio in 2021, that's for sure. Remains to be seen how many transaction and the size, but for sure we will do M&A in 2021. But uh, th- this is something also that is very hard to predict.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you. There are no further questions at this time.
2: Thank you
1: everyone for joining us on the call today and we look forward to speaking with you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes today's conference call. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect.